Hello, and welcome to episode 24. I'm your host, Sarah Chappé. And I'm your other host, Jake Cooley. The Relatively Relatable podcast is a weekly podcast about life, trends, and advice from two people who have no business giving it. Relatively Relatable is brought to you by Blank Slate Link. And to find out more, you can head to our Instagram page at Relatively Relatable Pod. So I apologize in advance for my voice. Just this time or every time? Every time. Mm. Yeah, including, okay. including this time. Yeah. Okay. I sound like a dog squeaky toy sometimes. Like my voice will just break and it'll be like, squeak. But you can't even make the squeak. I know. Just give it time. Mm. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I accept your apology. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> so this week, doing a little bit of a... And ask Abby, dear Abby, dear Jake. You keep saying that in reference to this style of show, but I've never heard of the like ask Abby thing. It's a newspaper article. It's From like back, what newspaper? It's like a thing people used to do. They would have like a dear but who's Abby. Abby. Stuff. It's just I a don't name. think it's I don't think it's always Abby. Yeah, it is. It's just like ask the editor or something. But it was like dear Abby, and you would write mm, to Abby. I don't think so. But it's just. <laughs> I'm right about this. Normally, I'm sure there's some newspaper somewhere that says Ask Abby, but like I don't think they all call themselves Abby. Okay. I agree to disagree. I mean, prove me wrong. Okay. okay. You're wrong. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, so anyways, uh, we put out on the Instagram uh, for people to send in their advice requests from us. Yeah. And um, see if they wanted some ill-advised advice mm-hmm. from two people who have no business giving no it. No business giving it. So do you want to just jump right in? Two non-experts of anything in particular. Yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, I mean, what else are we going to do? You want to shoot the breeze a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I should have came up with another icebreaker question. Mm, that's okay. All right. Okay, so first listener question, what stocks should I buy while the market is down? Mm. First off, can you explain to me what the DOW is? The Dow? Oh, is it really the Dow? Yeah. So last episode, I called it the WHO, and it's the WHO. There are some acronyms that are pronounced, and there are some that are not, and the Dow is one of them. Why? I don't know. You can't call it The Who, though, because there's a band called The Who. I'm just like, I got it wrong both weeks. <laughs> well, I mean, it's technically the D-O-W, but it's referred, like, uh, people that deal with stocks, like, because they're all, like, ticker numbers, like, tickers, oh. you know? They're all acronyms, but they all oh. kind of have their own monikers. So, like, <laughs> SPY tracks the S&P 500, but it's also called, like, spider stocks or, like, you're trading spiders or the spies or, you know. I don't know. I'm not, I mean, I'm not in the market. So <laughs> uh, I've just have done some research in the last couple of years. So okay. I've gotten a little bit savvy in the lingo. So I feel like this is a question for you then. Okay. Um, so the question is, what stocks should I buy while the market is down? Yes. And the answer to that, in my opinion, is none of them. Okay. I think... Uh, 
if you're asking two idiots on the internet what you should do with your money at a high volatility point in um, the market cycle, you probably have no business putting your money in the market. This is one of those things where like, um, I don't know, people are, everybody is freaking out right now about the coronavirus thing and like it's having a significant effect on the um, the stock exchange and everyone is like, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had at work in the last two weeks about like, dude, what are you going to buy now that the like stock is on sale basically. And like, cause you sale. can buy everything for cheap, right. Or cheaper right now, especially on Monday. Uh, I think it was down like seven and a half percent or something on Monday, which for the whole market is a pretty significant dip. But, uh, is that, is the, is the Dow a pretty big like piece of the market or is that like the overall? I don't really know. Oh, okay. I mean, it's one of like the, it's one of the, uh, most popular trackers for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I don't, I don't really know what the Dow tracks. I just know like the S and P 500 is the 500 biggest companies in the country or whatever. Wow. Um, it's like the fortune 500 companies are all tracked in the S and P 500. Interesting. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's one of those things where if you, if you have never had any, uh, experience with trading or with investing at all, um, it's not one of those things you want to like rush into and just like, you know, dump a bunch of money into something if you don't really understand the mechanics of it. Yeah. And, um, people, this is the kind of thing that gets a lot of people in trouble when, they think either A, if they're in the market and it tanks, they go ahead and sell everything in a panic mode. Yeah. You know, we saw that a long time ago and a bunch of people did that. And then the market rebound or rebounded. And yeah. if they would have stayed in, they would have been like millionaires or something. <laughs> um, but the other, the inverse of that is also true where people who have a little bit of play money or disposable income or whatever, or they just are trying to get rich quick. Uh, they think they're going to play the market on when something like this happens and buy up some stock. And then usually the expectation is that like in a couple days or like a month or something, something super short term, it'll bounce back and you'll be, you know, rich beyond <laughs> your wildest mm-hmm. dreams. And that's just not the way that it works. And um, e- especially when you're buying, they're called naked stocks, which is like if I wanted to buy st- stock in Apple. That's a that's considered a naked stock because it's like a standalone stock. Yeah, it's by yeah. itself. Um, those are really dangerous because there's nothing to protect you from the downside. So like the stock could t- could continue to just dip and dip and dip, and you'll just continue to like lose money on that investment. And then you know you're playing the long game at that point, and it's it's not really what you wanted to do. Um, if you're really set on getting into the market right now, I would say you would want to look at some sort of um, mutual fund or an ETF because uh, they're a little bit more diversified and tend to track like large groups in the market versus one company. So you're a little bit more protected that way. Like um, if you already have an investment in um, like a S&P 500 ETF or mutual fund, and you understand how that works, like I don't think it would be a bad deal for you to um, in, increase your contributions right now, but I don't think you should get into the market if you don't know what you're doing right now just because everyone says that you should. It's not very wise in my opinion. Um, so I should not do this then because I don't know anything about stocks. 
No, correct. Except yeah. for what you just told me. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like you could do a week's worth of Googling and get to a, a decent understanding, but, like, um, one of the overarching principles of successful trading and successful investing is you can't time the market, right? So mm-hmm. um, you should really be picking investments based on, like, their quality of an investment, not, mm-hmm. like, the uh, not your intuition of what you think it's going to do because um, no one gets it right. Like, yeah. pe- people have been spending years and millions of dollars and like their entire life trying to figure out this guessing game of the stock market and it doesn't ever work, you know? <laughs> like Ugh, that's so stressful. I think there I just read some statistic where like I'm gonna butcher the numbers, but I think it was like eighty five percent of the time like single stocks underperform compared to the trend of the overall market. That's so people crazy. who people who think they're gonna buy like say it's Apple or say it's Google or whatever they think they're going to buy some stock and beat the market. Like you're actually probably going to bone yourself doing that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. However, I will say that something like this could be an inspiration for more people to learn about investing. Yeah. Uh, because then next time something like this happens, you'll be educated and uh, you can maybe make a wise decision and True. capitalize on it if you have the disposable income to do so, but don't go like um, selling your house and then putting all that money into the market right yes. now or like uh, cleaning out your savings account for something like this because you're going to, you're probably not going to come out ahead yeah. as much as you want, if at all. <laughs> so what was, I saw something going around that like earlier this week, it was like, don't check your 401k. Like people's yeah. 401ks were getting messed up, but I didn't know that that had to deal with the stocks. Uh, your 401k is an investment vehicle. So like the money that you put into that account is then reinvested into some allocation of stocks and bonds. Oh. So like, at least it should be. That's the point of it. Some people, some people have like a 401k or a Roth IRA or something and they use it as just like purely just a savings account. And I think maybe it has some interest attached to it, but um, the way you actually like accumulate wealth with one of those accounts is by <laughs> investing those funds in some uh, mutual fund usually. So like my 401k, um, I've invest- invested it. I think right now it's like 88% stock. So like I think I lost like a couple thousand dollars in the last week because of the dip. But like the 401k thing, <clears throat> like it's funny to me that people are like, oh, you shouldn't be checking your 401k <coughs> because actually, I don't think it was a few thousand dollars. I think it was like $700 or something. But still, either way, people who are saying you shouldn't be checking your 401k are idiots because like the 401k, you, you really shouldn't be looking at it day to day. It's not like a thing. The whole point of it is that you just kind of like send that money, you know, automatic contribution um, and you're not really managing it actively. If you Mm -hmm. want to be actively managing your investments, then that's where you'd be doing something like uh, an ETF or a mutual fund in a actual investment account, not through like um, a 401k, but you're so knowledgeable. um, I've done a lot of research in the last year. I don't know any of this. I read that book. I will teach you to be rich that I recommended a couple weeks ago as my Uh go-to. And uh, I learned a lot of, a lot of, fundamental uh, wealth building and management tips through that. Oh. Yeah. So if you haven't read it, you should because there's some good stuff. It teaches you about like um, 
basically it talks about like the idea. It sounds it's a, such a douchey title, like because it sounds like <laughs> one of those scammy like I'm going to teach you how to have Lamborghini and do no work, blah blah yeah. blah. Yeah. But it's really about like his definition of being rich is significantly different than what a lot of people think, and he talks about like setting up um, instead of asking like five or ten dollar questions like can I afford to get a latte this week or mm-hmm. do I can I afford to get appetizers at this restaurant he teaches you to instead think of like thousand dollar questions or like ten thousand dollar questions which becomes like how do I automate my savings like what savings accounts should I have how do I um, set up my investments and like should I have a Roth IRA or whatever right. so actually questions that you should be asking yourself right yeah because in the grand scheme of things like if you buy, if you go to Starbucks and you buy a $5 cup of coffee every day, right? Yeah, it adds up, but it's not going to really move the needle much in terms of like, if you didn't do that every day, like what else would you be able to do with that money? It's not a very significant amount of money. Yeah. Like over the course of a year. But if you do, if you set up like 10% of your savings or 10% of every paycheck to go into savings every two weeks, that money starts to add up a lot quicker because mm-hmm. it's conceivably more than five dollars right mm-hmm. so um just things like that like um after i read that book i opened a high yield savings account it was one of those things that i always just told myself was not worth the hassle but and uh i don't know it's not like i'm making a whole lot of money on the on the interest but it's like i don't know three hundred dollars or something a year and it just it grows depending on how much money you put into it and then the other big win is setting up your retirement accounts. And then after you get all these big check marks met, then you can start thinking about like, do I want to invest in the market? Do I want to do some of this other like more risky stuff? But um, once you have all the big wins taken care of, then that's when you're like truly rich because then your money, you can do whatever you want with it at that point. That's the idea. Holy cow, I'm overwhelmed right now. He the book is really good. He writes it very well. Like the way that he wrote it is very easy to digest. It's not like this dense financial. It's not like a Dave Ramsey where he like I don't like Dave Ramsey at all. <clears throat> and uh because he like guilts you into having credit and having debt and that that kind of thing in mm-hmm. my my opinion. Um but Ramit Sadie talks a lot about just like wanting to live a dope life basically but you can't do that until you get like the responsible things figured out right he writes it with some humor and it's not super dry and there's a lot of anecdotals and and stuff so it's it's really easy to read it's really quick Mm, maybe i'll have to read that the information is very high level like yeah he doesn't get into like there are some like math heavy paragraphs but it's easy math and it the purpose of it is just to show you the difference of like what you're doing versus what yeah. you could be doing. It's, yeah. It is significant and it's important, I think. So. I think that's a good point. The like coffee thing, because that's a big thing Dave Ramsey talks about is like not splurging on these things in right. your day to day life. And some people even go so far as to just be eating like ramen for a year so that mm-hmm. they don't buy groceries. Yeah, it's stupid. Which if that's you're, your... you're depriving yourself <laughs> of it. the whole thing, like the rich life that Ramit Sadie talks about is like when you can um, spend money on things that you like you get to decide for yourself what is important to you to spend money on and the things that bring value to you and that you enjoy and then you don't you don't feel guilty about it because you have your you know your 10% of your paycheck savings automated done Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about it so like it it brought a lot of peace to my life because uh, I was 
you know, I've entered the workforce as a young adult, you know, and I grew up everyone telling me like, you need to be saving all this money because if you don't buy a house, you're a failure. Like you're just throwing money away on rent. You know, if you don't save up all this money to do this, you know, you're being irresponsible, blah, blah, blah. So every time I went out to eat or every time I, you know, went on a trip or every time I bought some clothes that I wanted, I couldn't do those things or enjoy those things fully because I felt guilty because I was mm-hmm. like, well, if I would have saved that $300, like that's an extra car payment for me. Like I should, I should not have bought this car. Like I should be doubling my car payments to pay it off as quickly as possible, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, it allowed me to just say like, I've got all these things working in the background now that I don't have to worry about. And yeah. so I can spend the extra however I want and right. I feel fine about it, you know, yeah. and I define my own priorities for myself, which was very freeing. So it talks a lot about, there's a whole chapter about, um, <laughs> this <clears throat> whole episode doesn't need to be about this book, but <laughs> there's a whole chapter about like your, the internal narratives that we inherit about money. And it has a lot to do with like your upbringing and like where you were raised and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And because we grew up, you know, in the Midwest, very conservative and yeah. very blue collar, white collar kind of areas. Um, the way that we view money is com- completely, completely different from, you know, someone else. So um, it's interesting that there's so much psychology that goes behind it. Definitely. Where like I can, I have the freedom to say, no, it's not worth it for me right now to be um, pigeonholing all this money to buy a house because that's just not a priority for me. You know, right. uh, I have other things that I want to do that will bring me more joy. So, yeah. Interesting. He also talks a lot about uh, buying houses as an investment which is funny to bring up around like parents because, uh, you know, everyone, everyone thinks that buying a house is like the world's best investment because you're no longer throwing money away on rent or whatever. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the times you end up getting your money back, but there's just a lot of expenses that come up that people don't factor in. You know, like if you buy a house for just to make it easy, say you buy a house for a hundred thousand dollars, and then you sell that house for $150,000. On paper, that looks like profit, right? But how many people are keeping a spreadsheet of, you know, like all of the maintenance that they've done, all of the money that they've spent, uh, yeah. you know, doing X, Y, Z, just the the things that go into being a homeowner. Yep. Um, a lot of times that either ends up outweighing or like best case scenario, break even, otherwise outweighing like the quote unquote p- profit that you make. Mm-hmm. So you have to be like really, really careful about, uh, evaluating whether or not that makes sense for you. I have a friend who, um, was convinced that he needed to buy a house. And so they went out, no credit. You know, he, he was one of those guys, like he was a Dave Ramsey believer where he, he didn't think he needed a credit card to do anything. Like, um, he had a really hard time getting a loan for a house. And then when he did, it was a super high interest rate. They're paying, uh, mortgage insurance right now. And the house that they bought is basically a pit. And they're doing oh, no. all of this work on it. And he's like convinced that it was the right, the right decision. And, uh, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard for me to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't okay. think, I don't, I don't think renting is a bad thing. You can get a lot for your money these days. I think so. That's really true. Yeah. yeah. I think more people are leaning towards that, honestly. Especially young people because like, I mean, it's nice to be mobile. Like if something comes up and you need to move to a different city, you know, if you're in an apartment or if you're renting a house, even, um, it's a lot easier to get up and go than if you're like stuck to a mortgage and you then you have to deal deal with all that. And yeah. yeah. Anyway, 
that's my my money rant. I I am not a financial planner, so <laughs> <laughs> seek better advice from than from me. But I do recommend that book, and I recommend getting advice and uh, information from a lot of different people, so that you're not just being dogmatic about it. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so next question <laughs> is: I stopped drinking beer for a month, but didn't lose any weight. Why? Is this one for me too? Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> I stopped drinking beer for a month, but I didn't lose any weight. Why? Okay. So a lot of people think that if they just cut out beer, that they're going to magically lose all this weight. Um, which might be true if the excess beer in your diet is the only reason that your calorie expenditure is, um, positive. Oh, yeah. But if you are drinking beer and then the rest of your diet is also not in check compared to your activity level. Um, it doesn't really matter. You might so. just be gaining weight at less of, at a less <laughs> steep rate, but that doesn't just, there's nothing special about beer that just cutting out beer is going to make you thin, especially if you replace that beer with something else like seltzer. Right. <laughs> right. So, okay. Assume that like they're just drinking one beer a day uh-huh. and they cut it out. That's not that high of a calorie a day that they're removing. No. But if they were drinking a case of beer a day and uh-huh. you cut that out, you're probably going to lose weight because that's a much higher. Not necessarily. You don't think? No. It's if fine. Okay. <laughs> In order to lose weight, your calorie expenditure, no matter what, no matter what you're eating, has to be, you have to burn more calories than you eat, right? Right. So if you're drinking a whole case of beer a day, Say that plus whatever you eat puts you at 10,000 calories a day. Okay. And you're burning 3,000 calories existing. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you take out that case of beer, say that brings you down to 7,000 calories, you are still positive 4,000 yeah. calories. Yeah. So even though you've reduced your overture, you will just, that will only make it so that you're gaining weight at a less, less of a rate mm, or it'll bring you to maintenance. In order to lose weight, there's nothing else that you can do other than bring your calories below, the calories that you're taking in below um, your total daily energy expenditure. So this is where a lot of people get tripped up because they don't want to admit that fact to themselves that like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll just cut out this one thing that I'm doing in excess and that that will be enough. Like mm-hmm. you, have to, you have to know what your daily energy burn is and then you have to do some math and figure out like what <laughs> actually fits into your diet. Yeah. Yeah. So Does that make sense? Yeah, what's your advice then? To lose weight? It says I stopped drinking beer for a month and didn't lose oh. weight. Why? Uh well that's probably why, is that the rest <laughs> of your diet is still not in check. Or mm. you replaced it with something else. Or, or you're, you're not working out enough. Yeah. Enough. I mean, like it, it doesn't really matter if you're working out or not. It's just mat- what matters is the ratio between like the calories you're taking in and the calories that you're spending just like being you. So yeah. like you don't have to work out to lose weight. It just right. makes it easier because you're burning more energy. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to drink a case of beer a day, you should probably get running. Yeah. And you probably still just shouldn't do that. Yeah. Apparently there's some guy who's doing a beer only diet for Lent. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> like he gave up everything but beer for Lent. And, uh, his, previ- he dead? his previous, re- he's done it before. His previous record was like 47 days 
and now he's gone for 50 days. And of course he was sponsored by like Bush or some, I think some brewery or some, it probably wasn't Bush, but I think some like local brewery from where he's at is like sponsoring him to do this, (laughs) which seems like, uh, seems like a gray area to me because he could get really, really sick. Oh my gosh. So yeah. (laughs) So yeah. We don't advise that. Right. And (laughs) just on a side note, um, there's an interesting study that some college professor did you know, and I hope, I hope it's actually true because I hear it referenced a lot, but, (laughs) uh, just like as a, as a side note of like the fact that what you eat doesn't matter. Like the study was a guy ate nothing but Snickers bars for a full month or something like breakfast, lunch, and dinner was just eating Snickers bars. And you would think like most people intuitively, intuitively would be like, Oh, Snickers bars are bad for you. AKA he's going to get super fat. Um, but he made sure that the amount of calories that he was taking in from all those Snickers bars was less than what he was burning and dude lost weight. So it's just like, feel good. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Like it's a quality of the quality of fuel. It's like if you put old gasoline in your car, it's not going to run as well. Right. Yeah. Like it, it all, it all factors in, but, um, people like to think that they're exempt from the laws of thermodynamics, but they're not. Like it's an energy balance equation. The body is just one big control volume. So Jake, don't you know that you can just drink your go-go shake and (laughs) stop it. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) You can just wrap a saran wrap around your stomach and it'll work and you will lose weight. You can just shove a tapeworm up your butt and it'll absorb all the (laughs) calories. Yeah. Did you yeah. not know that? Did you not see that on you know, Instagram? I, I forgot to check my, um, I forgot <laughs> to rub my magic bottle to get the secret of the day today. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Next one. I'm out of Netflix shows to watch. What should I watch? Sounds like a good one for you. Um, okay. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> The show I'm watching right now, Outlander, mm-hmm. I recommend it is like fantasy kind of. Like, I don't want to say like fantasy. You watched it. No, I have, but I just don't know if I would call it that. But there's like time travel, but it's like very historically <clears throat> like centered. Like, mm. it's about like being back in the like 1700s, but that's like the only time that there's like magic, quote unquote, is when there's time travel. Sounds like science fiction. Yeah, science fiction. It's different but, uh, than fantasy. It is. I would not say it's suitable for work. NSFW. Well, you shouldn't be watching Netflix at work anyway. Yeah, well, my boss <laughs> is pretty good. <laughs> she lets me watch Netflix. But uh, yeah, it's season one is pretty raunchy. It starts to really slow down. I'm on season five now. It's still airing on stars. Oh, it slows yeah. Slows down. So it's pretty porny, huh? Um. Yeah, season one and season two are pretty booby nice so but outlander i really like or um i'm watching 30 rock again on hulu mm. it's pretty funny um brooklyn 99 is good quick short comedy it's not on netflix though it's on hulu it's, the question oh said this netflix. was for netflix well i just feel like netflix <sighs> is like a is like a cat like i'm out of shows to watch what should i watch yeah but not everyone has hulu and not okay. everyone steals their mom's Hulu, so. Well, like, Jesus. <laughs> not everyone's mom okay. has Hulu. <laughs> Outlander. Outlander's on Netflix. 
Great British Bake Off is on Netflix. Love is Blind is on Netflix, except I really had a hard time getting through to the end of that show. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't watch it, but it seems I had a hard time getting through the trailer. (laughs) I'm watching Next in Fashion right now, which is pretty good. Mm, Um, It's like it's kind of like Project Runway. Um, There is season two of The Bachelor on Netflix. So if you really want to see where it all began, throwback, you can start there. Uh, trying to think of like some, my mom is the one that has all of the like random shows on Netflix that she, yeah that she's always like re- recommending to me. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Like maybe I'll like watch that. And then I just yeah. watch Brooklyn nine, nine again for like the 8,000th time. Yeah. I am um, currently begrudgingly watching the office again. Begrudgingly. Because, yeah. Uh, I don't really want to get into this right now, but I think the office <laughs> is one of the weakest shows that I've ever seen. Wow, that's a bold <clears throat> statement. It's just, I just don't like it as much as I like other shows. And that's my opinion, and I'm entitled to it, and it's not wrong. And I, Jake. It's fine. But I, every time that I say that to someone, like I said it at my office <laughs> the <laughs> other day, and they about burnt me at the stake for heresy or witchcraft or something. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's it has its moments, and it's very memeable, but like... I don't know. It's an, The whole show is annoying to me. I said that Brooklyn Nine-Nine is better than The Office and oh, Parks I and agree. Rec. I yeah. agree. Yeah. I am sold. Mm-hmm. I believe great. that. Yeah. Um, another show I'd recommend is Last Chance You on Netflix. Mm, I've heard it's good. Yeah. It's a documentary about Juco football, and it is super interesting. There's four seasons. Also, Cheer is on Netflix, which I've watched three times already. That one's good, too. It is so good. It's the same producers that made Last Chance You, mm. And the reason that they decided to make it is because while they were filming Last Chance You, they saw, like, the cheerleader. Like, mm. it's not the cheerleaders that they're doing now, but someone was like, you should do it because it's just as crazy as, like, Juco football is. Mm. Um, what else How do I have on here? The rest are just like comedy shows that I haven't finished because they're not funny that I won't recommend. But yeah, all of those shows are good. I feel like The Office is still good, but like yeah. it's just, oh, and Shit's Creek is on Netflix. That's pretty mm-hmm. funny too. Ashley's watching that right now. And she said that she likes Shit's Creek because it's not hyped. Like it's kind yeah. of like this undiscovered gem on Netflix still. Right. And it's like airing right now. But she said that she doesn't really like The Office or Parks and Rec because there's just so much hype around it. Yeah. And then you watch it and you're like, it's okay. Yeah. But like Shit's Creek is like untouched by like people's hype. So it's just like you go in and it is what it is. Except for this hype that you're giving it. So now it's going to suck if I watch well, yeah. it. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like that's how it was with me for Brooklyn. Like I'd really never heard anything about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. And I watched it and I was just like, this is so funny. Why is nobody like talking about this? I got super into Brooklyn Nine-Nine uh, right when I moved down here. And I that's all I did. I watched yeah. that and I watched Seinfeld on Hulu. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was so sick of Netflix shows. Yeah. I feel like if you can write her into this question, switch to Hulu. Or at least add it to your arsenal. Because yeah, there's because there's some stuff on there that's worth it. I recently just canceled my Hulu because I'd never use it, but uh, Brooklyn alone is worth it for that month. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, The Bachelor was on there. That's debatable. Come watch it. So, How'd you feel about The Bachelor finale? (sighs) We probably don't have time, but in two words, 
upset. Okay. Good deal. We can dig into that at another time. What's our next question? Um, How do I get the guy I like to talk to me? You don't. Next. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's trash. (laughs) No, let's talk about this one. What do you think? Throw the whole man away. Why? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Do you know who wrote this one? No. (laughs) That's just... It's Twitter humor. You don't, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> okay, boomer. You're the boomer because you don't. What, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, how do I get the guy I like to talk to me? Why don't you just talk to him? Amen. Yep. I feel like that's, that's what I did with Stefan. I yeah, messaged I get, him first. Okay. I'm going to try to not get riled up here. Okay. I cannot stand how girls. And this is, I say girls because this is what girls do, not women. Girls do this. Oh, okay. They think that they have to, there's like this mating ritual of like, I come around, I prance around and I'm present (laughs) and my presence should be enough for him to know that I'm interested, but he needs to come say hi to me because if I say something, then I'm desperate. So I'm just going to come around and I'm going to flip my hair around and I'm going (laughs) to, you know, wear the outfits and I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to talk to his friends, but I'm not going to talk to him because if he thinks I like him, then, you know, that means I don't like him or something. I don't, I don't get it. It's stupid. If you like a dude, go talk to him. Yeah. Make something happen. There's nothing wrong with that. This is why I like Bumble because, uh. (laughs) The girl has to talk, right? The girl has to open, which is funny because girls are not good at this. <laughs> like very few of them that I ever got on Bumble were good. A lot of it is just girls like saying, hi. And That's then, all they and say. And then you still have to come up with some witty response to hi, which is impossible. <laughs> hi. And then you're, you're done. So uh, my girlfriend and I met on Bumble and she had a witty opener and then we had some banter and it was great. And the rest is history. Can you tell us what the opener was? Um, I don't remember. Oh. I'm just kidding. Um, so on Bumble, because it's mostly college people, like one of the first things it says on your profile is like the college that you went to or go to uh-huh. or whatever. And mine is obviously Nebraska and hers, mm-hmm. like she went to Oklahoma. And she she said something about like rooting for a team wearing the wrong color of red or something. I don't know. We love her anyway. Yeah. She has it <laughs> screenshotted. And then she, you know, okay. We need to stop talking about my girlfriend on these podcasts because last week I got in a lot of trouble and this week I'm going to get <laughs> in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble again because I don't remember the exact words that she used on her opening line, but, uh, it was good. So I don't knowing Lauren, I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, I, I name dropped. Sorry. <sighs> wow. <laughs> anyway, um, go talk to him. And then if he's being, uh, aloof is that the right word or Mm -hmm. flighty then move Mm -hmm. on yeah so have you seen the the um the i don't know if it's like a meme or whatever it's like a video it's like a compilation of like two things it's like one girl thinks they're shooting their shot and it's like this girl like staring down the camera and it's like when girls actually shoot their shot and she's like she's like side-eyeing like (laughs) really nervous yeah like she thinks that's it no It's That's it's a hard thing. A like I don't I don't say that lightly. Like I understand how nerve wracking it is because I'm a guy and it's like the expectation of guys to go like shoot their shot. And I was never yeah. good at it. I'll come right out and say it. I was never good at this. <laughs> uh, I was good at Tinder because I you have time to think on it, and I'm good at like coming up with lines. 
But like, I've never gone up to a girl like at a bar or something and like tried to hit on her. It's like no fly zone. I feel like I feel like it doesn't land. No, never. It's not like Like you have no. Yeah. Especially now. No. So, just to make everybody feel better, I hit on Stefan first, and Stefan. So I have known Stefan since I was twelve years old. Stefan has known me since I was 17. <laughs> yeah. Because Stefan did not remember my existence. And I had Ouch. had a crush on him for five years, like knowing who he was and thought he was like this super cool, like popular kid that I went to <laughs> camp with. And I was like infatuated with him and thought he was just like this like celebrity at camp. Everyone knew who he was. And we ended up counseling together or like went to staff training together and I hit him up after staff training and I was like, Hey, it was like so great to see you again. Like we should catch up sometime. He's like, yeah, that sounds great. Like it was great seeing you. It's been so long. And I was like asking about his like sister and all of this. Mm -hmm. We start dating, Mm -hmm. come to find out. He's like, I did not remember you. (laughs) I didn't know who you were. Player. Nothing. And so just so you know, it all works out. Eventually, yeah. And if it doesn't... Better for it. Throw the man out. <laughs> okay. Next. My new goal for the year is to read more. What books do you recommend? I don't know how to read, so... <laughs> I recommend Ramit Sadie's I Will Teach You to Be Rich, but that's not, <laughs> I don't think that's what they're looking for. <laughs> um, That is a good question. So, Stefan is a reader, my husband, and he is reading a lot of Stephen King books right now. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if I would recommend because they are thick with three C's. Yeah. And it's taking him a while to get through the book. Mm. Okay. So maybe um, not that. I'm trying to if think you're new of to something. reading, you might want to start with something easy. Don't do the yeah. thing where you're like, I'm going to read all of the Harry Potter books or <laughs> all of the Lord of the Rings books. Because, wow. Because uh, I think you'll get discouraged. What do you think about like audiobooks? Does that count? I, or is I that mean, like pod, listen to a podcast? It probably doesn't count in like the purest f- form of the, you know, interpretation of it. But I think it counts in terms of just like information digestion. Like you yeah. will at least be able to like talk about the book with someone. And you don't have yeah. to say, oh, I listened to it on audiobook. You can just say like, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've absorbed that information one way or another. Let's put it that I way. I know the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I feel a certain way about people that are really braggy. One, about how many books they read, and two, about how often they use Audible. Like, just just absorb just absorb the information and talk about it like a person. You know, I don't care where you got it. I don't care how you got it. Just, just talk about it. If you ate the pages, I couldn't yeah, care less. Yeah, like osmosis, great. That's cool. Just do it. Do it and talk about it. It's fine. Uh, one book that I do recommend is You Are the Girl for the Job by Jess Conley. It's mm-hmm. a super easy read. It's pretty thin. Um, but it is... Girl? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just replace the word girl with guy and you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like it. I'm actually not very far into it right now, but so uh, far it's like really dismantling a lot of stuff that I've like thought about myself and like capabilities about yourself, but not in neat. like. <laughs> what? <laughs> neat. Not in like a weird, like self-help booky way, Mm. you know, it's just kind of like, 
I think it's just really well written. Mm -hmm. And I can't speak on the Rachel Hollis books. Like I know there's like people that love it or hate it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's really like that. Got it. From what I've read so far and what I have not read of the Rachel Hollis books. Gotcha. Um, So I like that one. What other books do I have on my coffee table? <laughs> There's um, some that I, I have just finished. Nathan Pyle's Strange Planet book on my uh, coffee table. What's that about? You know those alien cartoons on Instagram? Oh my gosh. Yes, those are so funny. It's a book full of those. Oh, that's funny. My girlfriend got it for me for Christmas. Do you read it? Uh, yeah, I look through it. <laughs> I've seen a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there are some in there that I haven't seen before. They're they're so funny. Yeah. I could recommend the cookbook that are on my coffee table. I feel like we're not answering the question. Yeah. We don't re- we don't read novels, so you'll have to Clearly, uh, I could recommend some TikTok accounts for you that I've just <laughs> recently gotten into. Some but... good Twitter pages. <laughs> yeah. I don't know All what right. books are. <clears throat> Next, how do you make your potato fries so good? So good or so well? So good. Mm. Okay. I would never say, wow, that burger is so well. I'd say, wow, that burger is so good. I know. I'm just saying like both worked here. You wouldn't describe a bur- <laughs> like, wow, that burger was well, unless it was cooked well, like, like well done. Yeah. But you'd like, say, well, mm, done this then. water is really well. No, this water is really good. But if you're saying, how did you do that so well? That would be the right way to say it. Not how did you do that so good? Interesting. But I, I was just, you know, I was just, I was just doing a thing. Just answer I the question. See. Yeah. These okay, are your so. potato things. So <laughs> just answer the question. You don't make potato fries? No. Okay. I've done, I have I before, do but I didn't do them well. So I didn't oh, do them okay. good. <laughs> My potato fries are apparently very good. And this is how I do them. Okay. Step, Step one. one. <laughs> Does anybody watch Gourmet Makes? And that would have caught that reference. <laughs> Nope. How to make potato fries, part one. Dang it. Okay, so first I take a potato. Uh-huh. And Naturally. The, the trick I have learned is you want it a little, like, on the side it's going bad. Like, you don't want a fresh potato. Like, there's some things growing out of it. Yeah, you want to you wanna see, like, like, you notice it's getting a little soft. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You can use a fresh potato. Yeah. That's fine. They still work. But I've just noticed my best results are ones that I've kind of forgotten about and I need to use up now. Okay. So then you cut them, you know, you cut it into like little fry shapes. Right. So you like slice them long ways and then you flip the slices and you slice those again. Mm-hmm. You put them on your pan and you can either spray them with cooking spray mm-hmm. or I use olive oil or you can use vegetable oil. Um, I learned that when you're cooking, you don't want to use olive oil. You want to use vegetable oil or like something with a high heat point. Like olive oil is supposed to be for things like salads and, you Mm. know, like dipping stuff in. Like you don't want to cook with olive oil, but we always cook with olive oil. Yeah. we're Italian. (laughs) Um, Dang Italians. (laughs) So I just do like a tablespoon or two of olive oil and then you like toss it in the pan. Salt, pepper garlic powder, onion powder, anything else I can find in my cupboard, like rosemary, thyme, anything that's green and smells good. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else I put on it. Onion, the onion powder is what's key. 
Okay. So then you like zhuzh them up again. You toss them around to get them all coated again. Pop them in the oven, 350, maybe 375 for like 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. You can kind of forget about them because you want them nice and crunchy. And um, then you take them out when they're starting to look golden brown on the bottom side. If they start looking golden brown on the top, you've burned them. Because the bottom part's going to cook faster because it's on the pan that's getting hot. Take them out, salt them right away Mm -hmm. because then that salt is going to stick to the fries Mm because your seasoning kind of cooks off a little bit. Mm -hmm. So you give them a quick hit with like some salt, pepper again, let them cool, scrape them up, get all that crusty crust off, Mm -hmm. serve them semi-warm. You don't want them hot, but... Right. And uh, yeah. I do it different every time, but I've also heard that you should, uh, after you cut them up, let them soak in water because it, you, yeah, it gets I don't, the starch off and it helps them cook better. I've tried that and it, it like did nothing for me. So mm. I don't know if I didn't soak them long enough. It's probably or, because you're using a nasty potato. I think yeah, that's the starch is gone if already. If your potato is brand new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right out I'm, of the ground. My potatoes are all shriveled by yeah. the time I use them. I've had really good luck with the air fryer on making homemade fries. Yeah, you can do that too. So. I just um, don't. Okay. There you the go, The thing guys. is, too, when I make sweet potato fries, I use a, like a whole sweet potato. Those never, they rarely ever get crispy because yeah. they're just a softer potato. Mm-hmm. The starch, like structures aren't as intense as like a white potato are Mm -hmm. and so like you can get them crispy but you're gonna kind of almost it's gonna be a really fine line to like burning them yeah you'd probably be better cooking them on a lower temperature for longer so like 300 or 325 for like an hour or an hour and 15 as opposed to a high temperature quick like the yeah or the regular potatoes that's just how I make them, but I would love to hear how other people make them too. Because my dad makes bomb French fries he too. He does. He does. And I've ones. I've never been able to come close to how he makes his. It's because you're trying too hard. I'm not trying too hard. I do like three steps, and I use an old potato. I don't know how <laughs> less hard I could try. Yeah, I suppose that's probably true. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'll have to try it. What's next? Okay. <clears throat> um, I'm trying to be less wasteful. Do you have any tips? No. <laughs> I'm super wasteful. Next. (laughs) I use like uh, five or six paper towels every time I go into my kitchen. Oh, no. Do you really? (laughs) You're killing the environment. Yeah. Actually, okay. So I have really tried to take on like a zero waste. It's called like zero waste, but it's like impossible to live zero waste. Right. But like like a very mindful... Right. Like lifestyle. But I have read that like us recycling and like doing all these things is great, but it's like not going to do anything. Right. So I kind of like struggle with this because I'm like, I could really change my lifestyle and affect my family's lifestyle. And it would be much more like healthy and sustainable on our end. But like, we're not even doing a drop in the bucket. Yeah. Of what like wasteful life living is. And it, I wonder if people are going to come for me. And if you do, I'm just going to throw it in the trash. So, yeah. Um, but the things that, <laughs> the things that I like think are good tips are like taking your own bags to the grocery store. First off, because 
we all have like totes that we've somehow accumulated from things. Yeah. You know, that you get like free like grab bags from places or people give you these like stupid bags. I have two in my office right now that I'm looking at that are just yeah. on my door. Those take like 10 years, like their carbon footprint, you know, to make up versus like a plastic bag. Mm-hmm. So it's like people are like, oh, stop using plastic bags and stuff. But we have all of these stupid bags. Mm-hmm. Like use those. You they've Yeah. I use my totes to hold all my plastic bags from the store (laughs) (laughs) so that I can use so that I can use that plastic bag one more time before I throw it away. (laughs) What do you do with your plastic bags? Uh, I usually just Just accumulate them for like a year and then I throw them all away at once because I haven't used them. You throw them away? I mean, like I'll use them to take lunches sometimes, but you don't take them to like bag. The grocery store, that like grocery stores have it, so you take them back and they like recycle them for you. Really? Yeah, we take them to Hy-Vee and they like have like a drop spot for your plastic bags. Hmm. So do that with your plastic bags. I don't go to also, Hy-Vee. But you can take them. So I think Walmart does it I'm too. I'm not going to go out of my way to take my bags. Okay, so take <laughs> your... <laughs> This wasn't your question. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just being real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you can also take your, um, like we get paper bags from Hy-Vee oh. and then you can take those when you, cause in Nebraska we can't throw cardboard away anymore. We have to recycle cardboard. Mm-hmm. So we have to take stuff to the recycling anyways. So you can take those to the mixed paper, which is right next to the cardboard section. So you can mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. That's something we do. Um, and something my mom just started doing is she got reusable uh, veggie bags. You know, when you get like your veggies and you put them in like a plastic bag and you tie them off, mm-hmm. you can get reusable ones on Amazon that she said she really likes. And she, cause she hates getting all of those like stupid reusable bags too. Cause what do you do with those? You just throw them away. Right. Um, I know some places have like, biodegradable ones like Trader Joe's does but mm-hmm. so my mom likes those um something else that I saw is like use bar shampoo and conditioner that you can buy mm. so you're not throwing away big plastic bottles when you're done it's just like a paper that you can recycle um so small changes like that using like a bamboo toothbrush or things that are just small changes can help you um start being yeah. a little less waste wasteful or right. uh, you can take your own cups to Starbucks. They'll fill up your drink for you and like a to go cup and mm. things like that. So you're not uh, using plastic cups if like going and getting coffee is something you frequently do. Yeah. So just things like that. There's a lot of websites that help being less wasteful. I think just being mindful of it is important. And if you have an option to recycle or not, mm-hmm. um, do it. Turn your lights off when you leave. Yeah, things like that. Mm -hmm. Buy a Tesla. (laughs) Don't use gas. Take take your gas car to the dump and buy a Tesla. (laughs) (laughs) Just drive it right off a cliff. Drive it into a lake Into the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are there any all-natural beauty products that you'd recommend? No. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I don't use anything natural. Are you kidding me? Like you use like aerosol spray. I mean, like I use Old Spice body wash and a, like <laughs> the no, four pack normal toothpaste and degree deodorant. I'm not one of those guys that's like 
looking for deodorant that doesn't actually work for the sake of it being made out of that like whale true. fat or something natural. Like, no, you don't want whale fat. Well, if, that would be horrible. What if the whale's already dead? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> using, okay, never mind. The bit is ruined. <laughs> I would rather smell good than spend $30 on a bar of stupid uh, all natural deodorant that is just going to make me smell worse. Oh, okay. So well, no, I, I don't use, have a recommendation. <laughs> I use Schmidt's um, deodorant, and Who's um, no, why are you using the, his deodorant? Brand. Hmm. <laughs> um, I buy it at Target, and I have noticed that it, like, my body gets a buildup of it, and it will stop working. So I just take a break from it and use a different one, and then I can switch back. Hmm. But that's actually good for your body to do, like you should constantly be doing that. Hmm. Like you should be switching your deodorants and your shampoos and stuff because it leaves buildup on your skin, it's like which molting. is not good. You just shed your skin yeah, every now and you're again. you're like a snake. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also use the, um, dang, what's it called? I want to say it's called all natural lotion, but that can't possibly be right. It's probably right. Um, but it's in a purple bottle. <laughs> um, I can post about it. I have that and it's like lavender and it smells super good. I also just got um, some new soap and it's charcoal soap and it, it does its job. I was a little worried about what was in it because when I first used it, it stripped my nail polish off of my nails. Jeez. Is it lie? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's just the charcoal and it was cheap nail polish huh. and it just kind of didn't work. Um, but yeah, I'll make a post of like all of the natural beauty products that I use and I know my roommate uses some too, so I can make, I'll post that on the gram. Deal. Sounds good. Okay. So what do I do about the guy who keeps staring at my butt at the gym? Nothing. Go at a different time. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. Could you tell somebody? No. <laughs> I I don't mean to be cynical and I also you know, I don't want to come off as the guy that's like, boys will be boys or it's just going to happen. But mm -hmm. I just, you know, girls are just as guilty of checking people out at the gym. It's kind of like you kind of just need to go and put your blinders on. Yeah. Or go at a different time when creeps aren't there, you know. That's mm -hmm. my recommendation. I don't think like starting a ruckus at the gym and telling this guy to piss off is it really going <laughs> to do anything in your favor. <laughs> think it, I, it'll just make it worse yeah i got I that's, cat called that's not going to be a popular response no but. it's not <laughs> people are going to come for you i got cat called when i was running a few weeks ago and it is just the most i was so upset about it yeah like it it was just it's so violating mm. like as of like i was just running like i'm not doing i'm i'm just out for a run mm -hmm. You know, and I look like a ham. Like I just look like somebody dressed up their Christmas ham, put tennis shoes on it and just okay. sent it out for a run. <laughs> like I just have nothing yeah. to give <laughs> this world. Mm -hmm. And it's just not that I'm saying like a hottie should get cat called. I'm just saying like, I do not look good. Like, I don't okay. know what they're doing. Okay. What they're catcalling. It probably, maybe it wasn't even me. 
was probably like some some thoughty behind me that was running. But sound travels just, slow, so maybe they did it, you know, <laughs> a while ago and it had just caught up. I was like, oh. <laughs> and it was just it's just so distracting. So I can understand mm. how somebody would be like distracted by this, especially if it's consistent. Yeah. And I just felt so violated by it because it's like it's intrusive and it feels like somebody is, I don't know. It's, I don't even know how to put words to it. Yeah. Somebody who's more well-spoken than me probably can, but. Mm. Yeah. It's not <laughs> a good thing. I'm not like, I, I really don't want to come off as if I'm justifying dudes being dudes, like. Right. Douchebags being douchebags basically. Right. Yeah. But. But I mean, there was nothing I could do about it. Like they drove, they drive off. Like right. what am I. There's not a lot I can do. And if somebody at the gym comes up to me and is like, hey, babe, can I like have this machine next to you? I'm not going to be like, ew, go away. <laughs> I I'm feel probably like just going to be like, okay. It would be a significantly different response on my end if the guy was like saying weird things. Yeah. You know, but like guys staring at you. I, I don't know. It sucks, but I just don't really feel like there's anything you could do. Like you could say something for sure. And mm -hmm. if you feel like it's to the point where you should, then by all means you should. But mm -hmm. I don't think like turning around and be like, will you please stop staring at me <laughs> is going to go well for you because right. it's very easy for, for a guy to then go, wow, you're full of yourself. I was just like looking in your yeah. general direction, you know? And that, again, I'm not justifying and I'm not saying that whoever said this is conceited because it's probably happening. Like I, right. I am a guy at the gym and I see a lot of guys at the gym and there's like three girls at my gym. So there's a lot of eyes in one <laughs> spot at a, a lot of the time. <laughs> but, you know, I have also had times where girls at the gym are like staring at me or like I'll, yeah. I'll like catch, make eye, awkward eye contact with like the same girl over and over again. And it, mm -hmm. it is distracting. I'm not at all trying to say it's the same thing mm -hmm. because it, but it's annoying. Um, and I wish that people, I just wish that everybody in the gym would go to the gym and not think about anyone else at the gym. Yeah. That's really my goal. And so I guess what I'm really trying to say is, um, I don't know, just <laughs> try not, not I'm, I'm not, just, you know, I'm, I'm already in a pretty deep hole. <laughs> can't see the sun anymore. Uh, oh. Maybe you should just poop. If he's looking at your butt, if you just just shit your pants, I bet he'll stop <laughs> looking. <laughs> or just pull him down and take a dump. <laughs> I feel like that would work. <clears throat> that would do a lot of things for a lot of different... Yeah, that would for sure do something. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that answer. Wow. Okay. I'm really hot. Next question. I'm really nervous. <laughs> No, I think it's the same thing though. Like it's annoying that it's at the gym because it, I feel like the gym has become like overly sexualized too. Yeah. Um, but like the same thing can happen if I'm at the grocery store or if I'm at Target or mm -hmm. if I'm, you know, at work even, mm -hmm. I mean, not my work cause I work alone. <laughs> so that would be really weird. Um, sir, but, why are you in my house? <laughs> I would also, have a lot can you more please questions. stop staring at my butt? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's like a lot of different areas of your life. So it, it's not just like at the gym mm -hmm. and if you, I mean, obviously, yeah, if you feel super uncomfortable, you're well within your right to 
tell the staff that this person's making you feel uncomfortable and normally they're not going to do anything, but (laughs) keep an eye on them. Yeah. So, but like, I think what Jake is saying is like the trouble that it may cause or the like, you might end up with more of a argument on your hands than it is worth. Thank you for translating my blubbering. I think it would be more, (laughs) it would be more effective to do something else like find a different time to go or find a different yeah. gym. Like if it's really an yeah. issue, like you'll just cause a talk, to- a more toxic environment by s- stirring up a ruckus. I feel like, so if you just, it sucks. Oh, it- I can see all of the different sides of people coming for us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe we should just move on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which beer should I start drinking? Uh, dude, I haven't <laughs> been drinking beer in a long, I haven't, I really don't drink beer anymore. Have you quit drinking beer because of your diet that you're on or just in general? Um, partially, but I, I really stopped drinking beer, um, a while ago. It, it was starting to do weird things to my stomach. So like I used to, at any time I went out with friends, that was like, you know, my friends are all big, like craft beer guys. Mm-hmm. And I was convinced that that's what I had to do to like mm-hmm. be an adult Fit or in. whatever. And yeah. it like messes with my stomach. Like if I have more than one, um, I get like really bloaty, but only on one mm-hmm. side of my stomach. It's really strange. Weird. Uh, and it's really, really uncomfortable. And I also kind of just learned that I don't know that I really like the taste of really hoppy IPAs all the time. Yeah. And I think I'm well within my rights as a human to admit that for myself. So... <laughs> Um, I do have one recommendation and this is my go-to and people, it's stupid because people make fun of me for it because this is what I, when I drink like a nicer beer, this is what I always order. And they're always Mm -hmm. like, wow, why don't you branch out? It's like, why don't I just get what I want? How about that? (laughs) All that to say, my recommendation is Boulevard Tank 7. Uh, it's a farmhouse ale. It's a Saison, I think is the technical term for it. Wow. Um, it's really good. It's seven and a half percent. So um, they'll add up pretty quick. That's why I like them. Mm-hmm. But they actually taste really well, really good, <laughs> really well. Really well. They actually taste really good. I'm a big fan. Uh, I just can't have more than like two or it'll F up my stomach. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, I've got like, I've got this whole case of uh, Coors Light in my fridge right now and a bunch of like <laughs> seltzers that I've been trying to get rid of for a long time. And uh, <laughs> then... My girlfriend, like we went to this party or whatever for the Super Bowl and there was a bunch of beer left over and I took all of my beer I was trying to get rid of to that party and I left uh, early or something and then I came home and all of the beer that I had left there and everyone else's beer was in my fridge. So Lauren had brought all the beer back and I was like, Yo, I was trying to get rid of this because I don't like I don't drink it, and I've I've been pretty intentional, especially now that I've been watching what I eat pretty closely, like not keeping that kind of stuff in the house very much. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it's just gonna go bad. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, I don't know, really know what the point of telling that story was, but it's okay. It was a good yeah, story. Yeah, I, I don't really drink beer anymore. <laughs> what 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 would you recommend? Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I don't normally like branch out from my beer selections. Mm. If I'm ever like craving a beer, I probably, my favorite is the vanilla bean infusion. And I don't know if you can get that everywhere. Is that Empyrean? No. What is it? 
Infusion is the <clears throat> brewing oh, company. I see. Okay. And um, the flavor is vanilla bean, okay. which is my favorite. Um, but then, yeah, I usually just drink like Empyrean, which is, is it just Lincoln is or like Nebraska? I think you can get it. It's distributed for sure, but it's from okay. Lincoln. Yeah. So that I really like Empyrean. I like their Fallen Angel and uh, pretty much any of them. I don't like the uh, peanut butter porter. Mm. Not a fan. I don't like dark beer. So I don't like I don't like porters and stouts. Like I really tried yeah. when I was younger and like trying to get in, trying to figure <laughs> out what I liked to drink. Yeah, I I gave them all a big a good shot because I know like yeah, uh, some of our good friends like those darker beers, but. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a really big coffee beer person. Like mm-hmm. I like coffee, mm-hmm. I like beer, but I just something about them together really does not. Yeah. I do not like it. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, I just stick with like Blue Moon. Yeah. It's just like a good go-to. Like a lot of times when I'm really just like craving a beer, if it's not a Tank Seven, it's like a Coors Light or a Bush Light mm-hmm. or something pretty shitty that I can mm-hmm. drink in the shower and not feel bad about it. Because it's mostly water anyway. Well, yeah, like especially if I'm buckling in for like a day of beer drinking, <laughs> you know, I want it to be something like that. That's light. light. I really, yeah. I really like light beer. But if I admit that to my beer snob friends, they'll crucify me. So. Just admit it to Luke. Yeah. Yeah. We, Luke will appreciate we've, we've it. We've broed out over some of our bad beer decisions. Yeah. He's all about that Natty Light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I no. I uh, bought a case of the Natty Light seltzer a couple weekends ago. Was it good? Uh, It would have been good if it came in a variety pack. Mm. It only, at least the liquor store that I went to, I don't know if it comes in one, but it only came in like a full case of one flavor. So uh, I got really sick of that black cherry flavor that I ugh, got. It was I don't even like yeah. It was a bad choice on my part. Uh so that that's not Natty Light's fault. That's my fault. But <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty all right. Yeah. White claw or die. Yeah. I would rather drink. I was white trying claw. to go for the one that had the higher alcohol percentage. I was oh. trying to be efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all of our questions that we have. Wow. So yeah. Cool. Hopefully Thanks, guys. uh I don't know. Hopefully we answered them. <laughs> Hopefully people do not come for us. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of paint a target just on edit. your back when you're on, on the internet doing anything. Yeah. Having just opinions. edit it out. Just like co- well, it'll, select. It'll be like a five minute episode then. Yeah. It's probably for the best. Um, so every week Jake and I do a go-to for the week. So Jake, what is your go-to this week? <laughs> All right, so my go-to this week is, um, it's hard to explain, I guess, kind of. There's a few subreddits that I've been spending a lot of time on recently. One of them is the Workspaces subreddit. The other one is the Minimal Desks subreddit. Okay. Um, Because I'm in the process right now of trying to figure out how to set up like a home office slash little uh, music studio room. And okay. I really have this like fetish with really nice like fetish? desk setups. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ew. Like it makes it <laughs> it brings intense joy to my brain to see like a very nice organized <laughs> desk and like all the cables are like nicely bundled and wrapped and like you don't see mm-hmm. them and I really like it. So it's it's whenever I'm feeling like stressed out and needs I need some zen. That's what I've been looking at. So. If you're a psychopath like me and like things like this, um, check it out. Okay. 
Um, my go-to this week is Perfect Bars. So I think a few weeks ago mm. I um, recommended Built Bars. Mm-hmm. But Perfect Bars are bars that you can get, like, I can get them at Trader Joe's mm-hmm. and I can get them at Hy-Vee. And they're usually in the refrigerator, like, section. So in Hy-Vee, they're kind of um, hard to find. I'm trying to think of where they would be. Just ask somebody. Mm. But Trader Joe's, they're, like, right in the, like, veggie and fruit area. It's a very Trader Joe's thing. Yeah. And they um, have to be refrigerated. And they're so good. And they have, like, 15 to 20 grams of protein, depending on which one you get. And they are awesome. Mm-hmm. I've been having them this week. And I used to eat them a ton. And then I just kind of forgot about them. And now I'm back to my old. Why, they have to be refrigerated because kind of, there's like egg in them or something? or Yeah, there's something. Um, I think it's that. Mm. I think it's eggs, but yeah, I don't know. There's something about it that it's like fresh that has to be refrigerated, but it's not like. It's like <laughs> if you made an energy bite, you know, like yeah. those energy bites that have like peanut butter right. and stuff like you wouldn't let those sit out. Right. Because they, and that's the same concept. They get kind of melty and like soft and goopy. So you want to keep them refrigerated. So that's my go-to. Okay, great. Yeah. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of Relatively Relatable. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write a review of our show if you haven't already. And to stay connected with us, you can find us on Instagram at Relatively Relatable Pod. Thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next time.